From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Ramey talks to us about the importance of finding an outlet outside of the weight room, how strength coaches serve as an important neutral presence for all your athletes, and why you should always take the time to thoroughly process your responses to communication rather than giving your immediate reaction. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that step step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And and, uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take it advantage of that. I always allow myself to help other people chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult. And someone once said on our podcast, we pour so much into helping our athletes become better, but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind, coaching on the floor, programming, and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever we want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. 
That's betterhelp.com slash C-H-A-L-K. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Now, what's it like talking with your administration? It sounds like you have a great relationship with your head athletic director. And you had mentioned when you started you had two graduate assistants. Now you're at a point where you have two full-time strength coaches and a grad assistant. What was it like? Was it always something like, Hey, here's what I need. I need some more full-time help or we need to get some more quality coaches in here. And then building up that program. What is it like dealing with the administrators? Um, So the athletic director was hired a few months before I was, and his goal was to, start a strength conditioning program and then also beef up our sports medicine staff. Um, so that has all happened. Uh, and you know, starting out with two GAs was great. And because I still feel like having graduate assistants is imperative to our field. Uh, we, we have to have a master's degree basically to, to get hired on at the college level and providing those opportunities for people to go to school and, and complete that master's degree while they're getting experience, you know, working with, with collegiate athletes, I think is super important. And so after one of my first GAs, we were able to move him to full-time after he finished his master's. And so then that, so that happened pretty quickly. And, but he also had to teach. And so when I first got here, we had several sport coaches who also taught classes in SES. So he was teaching and coaching. Then coaches got moved out of the teaching part. And so it was me and one full-time and one GA for a very long time. Uh, And then it got to the point where, you know, I was ready to be done with football. Football wanted their own person basically. And so we were able to add that FT in, um, to, to the department. And so hired coach Kozak and he's been rolling that train ever since. Thankfully, uh, it's nice to have that off of my plate. And again, it has offered me more opportunity to add more administrative stuff and do, do other things, um, that benefit our department and our field. And so, um, you know, just slowly, you know, sometimes it takes longer than you want. I think it always does. Uh, because we can't just create FTEs out of the air. Cause you're like, Oh, well, I'm only, I'm only paying them such and such. Well, you got to add in the $15,000 of benefits and everything else. So that's not really what that position just costs. So people always forget that side um, when they're wanting to add a full-time position into their department. And so, you know, I feel like we're at a really good place now with three full-time and a GA, you know, always would love more help and we'll see what happens down the road um, depending on what, what else gets added to my plate. Um, but again, the, the GA thing I think is really important. I, it's that it's that makes me sad to see that go away at a lot of institutions. And I, and I get it that some places don't have a master's program that is conducive to like, you guys don't really have an opportunity to do GAs and, uh, you know, talking to your athletic director a couple of weeks ago about, you know, you guys get marketing interns from Metro and, you know, you those fields are not available at Colorado School of Mines. And so, but, but that's, you know, you have to be creative and find ways to do that. And, you know, I think the paid internships are great, 
But if, if somebody has already had a, has already done with a master's degree and kind of bridges between the, you know, being a GA and getting a full-time spot. But, you know, I, I, that's where, when I hire a GA now, most of them have had one to three unpaid internships, which kind of blows my mind. You know, I was an intern my last semester of undergrad from Boyle and then rolled right into a GA spot and was only there for a year. So things have changed tremendously um, in that regard. So I'm hopeful that, you know, schools, especially D2 schools, continue to add full-time strength coaches. Uh, I know in the Lone Star, there's still three of the 18 institutions that don't have a full-time strength coach. Really? In the Lone Star? Yeah, there's three. I mean, we added those Heartland schools a couple years ago. Sure. Right, right, right. And so uh, D2 schools continue to add because that helps our field. Um, Obviously, tactical's gotten huge. And then um, high schools, and especially in the state of Texas. (laughs) High school strength conditioning is a pretty good gig at certain schools in the state of Texas. So, and those, that's what's hard too is those weight rooms at those high schools in the Metroplex and San Antonio and Waco. There's not a college in the state of Texas that probably has a better weight room than what some of those kids have. And so can't really compete there. Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. I've, I mean, there was a strength coach when I was at Colorado and he got pulled into high school and I was like, what high school would have enough sway to pull up pac 12 strength coach. And it was a, as a high school in Texas. And I was like, and I saw their weight room. I was like, this is nicer than what we got. And then, uh, I've talked to Joey, uh, Burgess. He's the, head strength coach at JJ Pierce. And I'm just like looking at their facilities. I was like, Holy smokes, this is a high school. Yeah. Or even the, the D two football championships. I was like, this, these high schools stadiums. Oh, yeah, are just McKinney stadium, yeah. yeah. I was like, these yeah. are outrageous, but and all those stadiums are pretty much the same there, you know, North, North of DFW and like Waco Midway coach Yoxall was there for a little bit. I think he said he had 50 racks. Jeez. That's uh, that's outrageous. That's almost as big as like the service academies that I hear. Right. And that and they have to have that many for a cert, for a purpose because they only have that window to train, you know. So that's always people are like, oh well, yeah, this is what we have. Sorry, you know, it's probably smaller than your high school weight room. I apologize. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, we do we do have a lot of those uh Texas kids on our football team, and it's like, you know, yeah, this is not quite Texas high school, but, uh, (laughs) it's still, uh, it still, it still works. And I think that's, I think it's good that you're a big proponent of of the GA because I've heard me on mixed reviews. And I think I, I fall more onto what you were saying. It's, it's, it's necessary. Like we have to have a master's to get a full-time job. And if we can find a way to supplement paying for that master's and get you experience with training teams, I think that's, an important thing. And I think it's sometimes overlooked because we're not, we're not Silicon Valley where an intern is going to make $150,000 a year. Like this is just not how it works. So I think it's important to keep those alive and keep those thriving. And and I think that's, I'm glad that you're on the same side. Now, having been a person who's hired on a few assistant strength coaches or graduate assistants, what's something that you're looking for when, if you were to open up uh, and a full-time assistant job will opened up, 
and you are taking in all those resumes, what's something that you're looking for that you're trying to hire? Uh, we just did that this uh, September, I guess, August, when Configura left for UT Arlington. Um, I, it doesn't matter if it's a GA or full-time, number one, uh, that they're a good human being. And that's number one, what we're looking for is someone that can, that will come in here and be fun to work with and take care of our student athletes. Cause that's most important. And then obviously go down, go down the roll road and look at their experience, um, where they've been, what they've done sports that they, you know, depending on the sports that they'll come in here to take over what experience they have uh, with those sport programs. And then certifications of course are important. And I don't care either way if it's SCCC or you or CSCS. Um, if they have just a CSCS, that's fine. Uh, Cause we'll take care of that SCCC the first year that they're here and check that box. Uh, and so anytime I hire somebody new that doesn't have that certification, that's the, first, I, you know, the assistant I just hired and then our GA, they're both sitting for the exam in May. Uh, so we take care of that for them and uh, help get them prepared. And, you know, I just have to make sure I, they don't come to my table when they come in for the practical. So I think, you know, I don't pass those main two certifications everything else I think is just kind of, um, fluff or, you know, everyone has their own areas that they're interested in personally. And I think that's where you diversify yourself. And, you know, if you're, if you're a golf person, you've got the TPI, or if you're really into nutrition and you don't have an RD on staff, you go for the PN. And those, you know, I think that diversifies you as a, as a person, but anything past the two main, that's not gonna, make me pick somebody over another person it's going to come down to having that certification and then you know what we do after that one thing we've started doing the past couple years for gas or full-time is after we kind of narrow down our top group uh, we do email questions first and so send out 10 to 15 email questions just one to get to know the person better and if they have basic writing skills important since we communicate with administrators and sport coaches through email and other written correspondence important for them to be able to communicate and um then after the you know the email portion that's when we would go into either a, a phone or and we've moved to zoom interviews obviously for and what a game changer as much as i hate zoom it's it, from an interview standpoint, it's been a huge blessing because you can see facial expressions, right? You know, how many phone interviews have you done in your life where you've got four or five people on the other side of the phone? All you know is their picture from the website and their history, but you can't read facial expressions. Tone and voice and inflection is pretty difficult unless you can see the face behind it. And so it's, it made a it's made a big difference in, you know, just really getting to know somebody's personality when you're, when you're at that point in the interview, if you're, especially, you know, if you're limited on being able to bring somebody in for an on-campus interview or not. We'll be right back. Woodway is a company that has been designing and building treadmills and equipment for the long run since 1974. 
Each of their treadmills is designed with the revolutionary slat belt running surface, which is both lightweight and durable. It is specifically designed to absorb energy at the point of impact, eliminating harmful shock to joints and connective tissues. 100% of the NFL, NBA, and MLB teams and 60% of NHL teams utilize Woodway products to optimize their training. Woodway's curved treadmill was released in 2009 and boasts a completely self-powered manual training experience that does not require any electricity. This unique piece of equipment allows athletes to run at any pace they choose and burn up to 30% more calories than the regular treadmill. Other unique offerings from Woodway include the Curve Trainer, Curve XL, Forefront, and Pro Treadmills. Each treadmill offers features that are fit for every athlete. The silent and energy efficient product from Woodway has resulted in 50% electricity savings for owners. If you're looking for equipment that is built to last and will improve and provide each of your athletes an experience like no other, check out Woodway today at woodway.com. Definitely. And there is a big role in our profession on your mentor. And what would you say, let's say a job opens up and we both knew Pittman. Like I was, I was lucky enough to have seen and briefly worked with Pittman SC, but it was mostly um, Malcolm Blacken and then also Dave Foreman. But um, what, what is, what would you say is, you know, the role of they say, if, you know, so, somebody you were at worked with or know of and called in and be like, look, I know, I know Isaiah's got all the certifications and stuff, but you know, take a chance on them and what role I guess is networking and, 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 and becoming finding a mentor and building your network as far as a young strength coach goes. Uh, I think it's, I, I always thought I was a terrible networker. Um, and I, and in ways I don't think I'm a great mentor, but I might go about it in a different way. Um, but now that I've done this for so long, even though I've only and mostly been at the D2 level now, my network's pretty huge. Um, just who, who, you know? Um, and so I, I always try to send, you know, I get a lot of emails on GA openings. I've, I kind of have like a group of 20 people that I always pass those along to. And then obviously share within the Lone Star Conference athletic performance group. Um, anytime there's a job opening, I th might think that people are interested in. Um, but I think you need to find people that will challenge you and that you can call when you're in a tough spot, whether it's personally or professionally that you can kind of talk through situations with, um, whether you're up or you're down. And so finding, finding, you don't have to have a, a bunch of them, but one or two that whether it's somebody that you worked with previously, um, I would put, uh, coach Wagner down at UTA. She was at Wyoming when I was at CU, she would probably be my go-to from like a female mentor standpoint. Didn't really ever have one. Um, and I, I don't know that I te technically have had a mentor from a strength coach standpoint since I worked for three different head guys, but, um, the group of people that I worked with at Colorado, even though they're not still all in the field, still that first group that I worked with, like 
we're still tight. You know, like there's just something about, I guess when you have to share an office with three or four other people, you, <laughs> yeah. you get close real fast. Yeah, that'll do it. No, that I think that's awesome. And I think that's good that, um, I mean, like you said, your, your network is big and then it's good that you're able to reach out and, and, and just get to know. And I think that's a testament to you, you know, having a lot of people have gone through your staff. Like you said, you have 20 people that are like, you know, like, Hey, I know these people, we can put in a good word for you. And I think that's always a good thing. Now, let me add one more thing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Coach Quinlan at Northwest, anytime that Coach Q has a female intern, he has them call me. And so I can't tell you how many female interns from Coach Q that I've talked to. And I'll talk, I'll honestly talk to anybody, you know, anyone, any, if I ever get an email asking me a question or say, Hey, could we get on a phone call? Like I I'll, I do it. And so, and, and that's, what's a little bit frustrating. I think about our field is that some people, times people don't respond. Anytime I, we have a GA spot open, any person that sends me a resume, I say, thank you for your resume. Like every single one, like I, and then you know, keep them updated through the process because we've all been there. How many, like, I can tell you how many emails I sent out trying to find a GA position. And I heard, luckily heard back from coach Cole, you know, but there was a lot of, there was some no's, but it was mostly radio silence. And we are not that busy to be able to just send a quick email. I promise. Like you've got email on your phone, you edit at your desk. Like it's, you have the time to, just be courteous enough to send a reply. Yep. And I, I, I was talking to Jim Caritzi. He's the head strength coach at Kennesaw state. And he literally said the same thing because he had a, a lot of turnover on his staff this year and he had to hire a couple of coaches and he's, he said, literally he responded to, and he re- responded to every single resume and he read every single resume. Cause he's like, look, you're kidding yourself. If you don't think you don't have a few hours a day. He's, you know, he's like, depending on where you're at and what school, but he's like from 10 to one, normally all your athletes are in class. So, you know, respond to those people reaching out to you. Right. And then if someone sends something to Mr. Ramey at Texas A&M and college station and make sure and correct. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. That's uh yes, that's disrespectful there, but uh, <laughs> no, I think that's great. Now, you know, what is one thing you would say to that strength coach that is just becoming a director or has an ambition to become a director? Because I, you know, I've been a, a head strength conditioning coach and I tell my staff all the time is like, it's, it's a burden, like heavy is the head that wears a crown. Like when there's a lot of responsibility for the well being of all the athletes, but also all the staff and everything, it's a, it's a burden. So like, what's one piece of advice you'd give to the newly created head strength coach or somebody that's about to take that role? I think anyone who's moved into that role or really any strength coach in general, uh, the biggest thing I've come back to the past three or four years is to respond. Don't react. Uh, you know, a lot of times we get the text or we get the email from a coach that says, yeah, coach, that time's not going to work. Or, hey, I need to cancel this lift, you know, which I mean, we're we're great. We we are the best people in the world at pivoting. Right. And I think we proved that to ourselves this past two years because we didn't 
we never have a choice because we get a call. Hey, I'm going to be 30 minutes late. Practice is running long. Oh, I just buried them at practice. So they gonna, they're going to come to the weight room smoked. So we've always had that ability to pivot. Um, but I think the biggest thing I would tell myself as a young strength coach would have been to not react to respond. So, you know, craft that email that you want to send, go work with your next group, come back and read it. Oh, I really sound like an a-hole. I probably shouldn't send that, change it, or just pick up the phone and make the phone call. Unless you need the paper trail, you know, (laughs) Um, you need the paper trail, send the email, but just pick up the phone. So it's not 10 emails between you and such and such coach back and forth um, and try to as hard as it is sometimes take that emotion out of it and don't react because nothing good happens when we just react to something. You know, you can react in the moment in your office and maybe to one of your staff members, but don't react sending a text message or an email back that might come back to, to bite you in the butt later on. I think that's really important um, to one of my favorite books in the past or recently is uh, it takes what it takes Trevor Mawad. And I think he's got a new one, unfortunately passed away from cancer, but he's got a one coming out in January called getting to neutral. And the first it's all about neutral thinking. So not being positive, not being negative, but just being neutral. And I really like leaned on that during the COVID stuff and still come back to that because being a more neutral thinker, especially having more administrative duties and decisions to make uh, is so important. You can't, we, you know, in sports, we ride the wave of emotion, of a win, of a loss, of a good practice, bad practice, good lift, bad lift. And, you know, you can get caught up in that so easily. And so just really trying to stay neutral. And I think, and a lot of times I think we are that neutral presence for our student athletes um, when they come in upset or they come up, you know, fired up about something, um, we can kind of bring them back to ground zero. Uh, but having that approach more in the way that I go about my daily duties has been really helpful. No, that's, that's some actually really, really good advice. And I've, I've heard that from either my mentor or other people have been in there before, just sit on it for a second and just make sure it's not something you're going to regret down, you know, down the line. Um, now, you're an avid in triathlons, Ironmans, mountain bike racing. How important is it to have that life or that thing outside of the weight room? Uh, it's imperative. Um, when I first started this program, like I said, drinking from the fire hydrant, I didn't really have the bandwidth to go do other things. And then I just started making time and it all kind of came from a challenge from a college friend of mine of how about an Ironman? And I'd been road biking and just kind of dove into that for a while. And then became a recovering triathlete and started mountain biking. Cause we have that here. And you know, now I ride a single speed rigid mountain bike for some races. And, uh, I, you know, I ride with friends. I ride a lot solo. Uh, it's time to either think or not think really. Uh, but to have that outlet, you know, competitive outlet is great. Uh, but just, you know, being outside and, and giving yourself a challenge, something else to, to do. I'm not sure how much I'll get a race in the coming years with adding some more things, but, um, you know, the whole part of just, you know, being out on a bike with friends or, 
you know, out, out in nature is it's kind of hard to beat, you know, if you got to find your thing. Um, and I guess my things, the thing is all the bikes at this point in my, in this point in my life, there's always, N, there's always N plus one out there. You always are looking for the next bike. Um, but you know, and I, I love to, I love to lift and that's, you know, part of what we do, but it, you're still in the weight room, right? Like you've got to find something that's, that's outside of the weight room that can either take your mind off of it or give you some clarity to think, to think through things. Cause some of my best ideas, you know, come when I'm out in the middle of an interval or out on the trail, I don't know why I'm like, Oh, where'd that come from? So. No, that's great. And just a couple more questions. God, I want to be respectful of your time and I do appreciate your time now. If you could pick up the phone and call Sarah Ramey from 12 years ago, what would you tell her? Um, whew, that's kind of hard. Um, I would say that the hard times you're going through now will pay off and that you know, no matter how challenging things might get or, you know, you might think it sucks at the moment. Like you're always going to come out on the other side, stronger and a little thicker skinned and a little bit tougher. Um, and so, you know, you, you just got to keep riding the wave. And then, you know, I think the, you know, work, work hard in silence. That's kind of always been my motto. I've never been big on like, you know, I, I post about bikes. I don't like, I don't, I don't post much, much about strength conditioning. Uh, but you know, there's, there's a lot of good self promoters in our field and that's great. Then that's their thing. Like people have done really well. Um, but that's, I just, I just like to take care of my people. Uh, I, I worry about the buffs and lady buffs and what we're doing here at WT. Um, so yeah, just, you know, just keep, just keep going. You never know. You never know what opportunities are going to arise. And, you know, the, the phone might ring or it might not, but not, and then also just not to, to not be afraid of, you know, stepping into something scary. Like I, I was never afraid of stepping in. I, I was, a, I, I'll sign up to go race Leadville, you know, let me go ride Leadville, but I've done that twice, but Oh, you did? So like, yeah, it was like going to do like, oh, be an administrator? Me? No? Yeah, it's really not that bad. So, you know, don't be afraid to throw yourself into those. And I think the biggest thing, too, is for anyone who thinks they might want to more more administrative stuff is just make sure that you get out of the weight room and you go and talk to people in those different departments and see what they do and talk to any of your administrators that are sport administrators because I was the volleyball sport administrator this year and their strength coach and you know you, you get to learn all these different things um and the girls didn't think that it was like I was going with them because I was their administrator. Like they're like, Oh, just Ramey's with us. Yes. Ramey's going to Denver with us. Oh, Ramey's going to Tampa, you know? So, um, but just try to learn from those people in your department because they're a wealth of knowledge and have been there, done that. And if it's not your cup of tea, then go back to the weight room, but you never know. It might be. Yes. Yes. No doubt. And I've heard that from several very what would people could consider big time strength coaches and they're just like go walk around and get out of the weight room and go walk around and talk to administrator head coaches just 
let them know you're capable of being outside of that weight room. So if anybody wanted to, you know, reach out to you for any follow-up questions or just kind of, you know, talk shop with you, what would be the best way for our listeners to do that? Uh, just shoot me an email, uh, S Ramey, R-A-M-E-Y at W-T-A-M-U Like I said, I respond to everything, so I'll get back to you. And if you want to jump on a phone call and talk about things, more than happy to do so. So definitely. And, you know, coach, I, I really wanted to say thank you, you know, for joining me on the podcast. I knew, like I said, I had bumped into one of your assistants a few years ago at the softball world series and being able to chat with them and see what the program you had going on there. I knew I wanted to reach out for a while just to see how you went about things and you're doing great things and getting strength conditioning into the administrative level on the Lone Star Conference on the regional level. I think that everything is, it's important what you're doing. And I know a lot of strength coaches look up to you and everything you got going on there. So thank you for joining us on the podcast and letting us take a peek at what you got going on there at West Texas and all the, I mean, like you said, you guys are up there with us in the Learfield and you got a nice new football uh, stadium and everything. Everything's everything you got going on there is really impressive. So thank you for allowing us to see what you got going on there. Absolutely. And uh, thanks for having me and shout out to all those D2 strength coaches out there. It's yes. people, people might not think that it's as prestigious because it's not big time, so to speak, but you know, there's, there's a lot of great strength coaches and a lot of great sport programs. And you know what? Winning at everything is really fun. Is it not? Yes, absolutely. I could absolutely say I've been on both sides of that. So yes, I appreciate it coaching and good luck to you in the spring. All right. Thank you so much. Join the thousands of coaches across the world that are part of Team Builder Nation. The incredible online strength and conditioning software provides a toolbox for features for all coaches at all levels. One awesome feature is the 1RM Max Tracker. Team Builder makes tracking maxes easy for any method since you can record and store max data, project 1RM over time, and use the stored maxes to determine prescribed weights for an exercise and have access to the visual reports so you can see the maxes over time. Other features include an updated messaging platform and the ability to create sports science questionnaires for athletes or clients to answer on their own phones. That's right, that's sports science data in the palm of your hand. Start your free 14-day trial today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, and begin programming with the software built to fit any level strength coach in any setting. Team Builder prides itself on putting the customer first and offers affordable pricing with subscription plans starting at just $50 a month. For more information on everything that Team Builder has to offer or schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert, visit teambuilder.com and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.